episode 365, What If? Season 1, episode 8, What If? Ultron 1. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I don't sound nearly as ridiculous as I did in the last episode. And joined by two other people who do not sound nearly as ridiculous as I did in the last episode are Stuart and Samantha. Hey, you two. Hey. Thank goodness, because who wants to sound sick? No one. (laughs) No one. Man, when I went back and listened to some of that... I feel like maybe I shouldn't have done that episode, but, but I did. We did. We're good. It's okay. No one's going to like, I I mean, a new listener might decide I'm never going to listen to that again, but, but people who know us, I think they're probably going to stick with us, even though I maybe shouldn't have done that. I'm, if you were up to it that night, I'm okay. If you were feeling sick, I've been like, okay, we're totally sitting this one out, but. Yeah. And I did. And we were not in the same rooms. For, we're not even in the same yeah. state together, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> but I, I am uh, mostly recovered. I'm, I'm still very tired. Uh, mm. So there's that. But, I think isn't yeah. that just called being an adult? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we are here to go back to what if? Why are we going back to what if? I don't exactly know. It's just kind of what we decided to do. So we're we're here. It'd be nice to finish it. Is yeah, really yes. what it comes down to. Uh, we could have finished yeah. Hawkeye first, and and we're going to talk about uh, the future schedule for Welcome to Level Seven in our post credit as we talk about some news that came out literally yesterday for us, for you, dear listener. Uh, a little bit longer than that. So yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's get started. The, here's the preamble for this episode. We are going to be watching the episode on a group watch. Uh, so the three of us will have it synced up and as long as it works, it's going to be great. It's gonna be wonderful. Uh, if it doesn't work, it won't be as great. Won't be as wonderful, but it's still, we're just going to keep on moving with it. So, and this will help guide the, the discussion as we are watching, but we are also going to give instructions to you listener. So if you want to watch along with us, you can. I have not heard if anyone has actually done that yet or not when we've done the commentary thing, but hey, we're still going to do it because it actually helps us to keep on track together and also helps us keep this episode a little bit shorter. And we're actually going to do an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did the Hawkeye. I mean, we're we're back in the saddle again, right? You know, like that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. So uh, the other thing that was going on is there was some website stuff going on that was kind of making things a little bit hinky uh, as far as loading things and uploading things. And so I did kind of take it for all of my podcasts, took a little podcation. I heard someone use that phrase today or didn't hear. I read it today. I thought, yeah, that, that kind of works. That kind of works. And actually, I think helps us to go out a little bit, go jump back in a little bit stronger with that. So. 
And this is episode 365. So if you want to listen to one episode of Welcome to Level 7 every day, it'll take you a year. That's kind of wild. <laughs> and do we have any like extra episodes in that? Uh, well, there was the Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, and then there was the Howard the Duck commentary that Daniel and I did. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which that, Ben, you put a lot of work into that. That I will we, always yeah. say that a lot more work than we put into this, and a lot more work than maybe it deserved. But <laughs> I love Howard the Duck. Yeah. Well, let's just jump into it. Uh, if you are, if you want to watch along with us, uh, it would be a good idea for you to pause the podcast right now and get your Disney Plus app ready to go. Choose episode eight of What If, What If Ultron One, and get your episode up to 33 seconds. At the 33 second mark, that's where Marvel Studios logo is centered right in the screen. And that is where we are going to start. We will probably stop before the end of all the credits. We're not going to go through like all of the um, the different languages and, and everything like that. So, So that is where we are. 33 seconds, Marvel Studios logo. I'm going to hit start. I'm going to hit play right now. And then we're going to watch What If Ultron 1. There we go. Dad played the video. That's my that's my profile that I use on, on Disney+. And it is now it's a black screen. Marvel Studios Presents. So if you are synced with us, you are watching it say Marvel Studios Presents. Jeremy Renner in this episode. And hey, I do want us to talk about casting for for this episode because we got toby jones back we've got jeremy renner back we've got lake bell back playing uh black widow and there's also someone i mean let's let's start with the credits right now this was super fascinating for me uh when i was looking at the credits on marvel cinematic universe.fandom.com which has like a lot of uh just all the details and stuff the person playing Ultron in this episode is Ross Markand. Do you want to hear some interesting trivia about Ross Markand? Yes. Sure. Yes, I do. He played Johann Schmidt, Red Skull, in Avengers Infinity War. Oh. And Endgame. So he has played Ultron for someone else and now Red Skull for someone else. And yeah, so the episode opens and we are in a desolate wasteland of a city. And who do we see? It's Black Widow. And I think this episode is an opportunity for us to have just an appreciation for Black Widow and Hawkeye. And there's another reason why this episode will get there. But there's another reason why this episode is important for us here as we are. Last episode talked about Hawkeye and the. Uh, battle on the bridge the battle on the bridge ties into this episode but right now i want to talk about uh hawkeye his right arm is one of the is reused century arm yeah you want to talk about yeah. that uh you know what i thought of when i saw that is what? uh the dark knight returns so frank miller's the dark knight returns is about batman in the future and it's one of the greatest graphic novels of all time. If you haven't read it, mm -hmm. you should. There's not a whole lot of 
other heroes from the DC universe in that one. Superman is in there, but uh, Green Arrow is also in there and Green Arrow is there to help Batman in some things that they're doing. And he's missing an arm. He's missing his, I'm pretty sure it's his right arm. And so when he fires an arrow off, he's using one arm and his mouth to, to fire the arrow. Uh, but I, I, I'm guessing, I'm hoping that that was a, an, an intentional reference here because actually they just blew his arm off. And so <laughs> even more so it's making me think of the green arrow from, from dark Knight returns, but uh, Frank Miller's dark Knight returns is a really interesting series that does get, have some sequels that aren't, aren't as great, but it is one of the greatest graphic novels of all time. And Hawkeye also has a cloak of invisibility here too, which I don't <laughs> think we're going to see it anymore in this episode, but where you went to Batman in the DC universe, I went to Harry Potter. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> I, that's pretty typical. I would think. Uh, he just popped his arm back on. But the other thing we can obviously look at is is uh, Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the artwork, the style. Oh, it's so beautiful. Going. It is absolutely gorgeous. And that's part of one of the things I love about this series is that every frame is you could put it up on your wall. I mean, like this right here with Ultron standing with the ray of light coming on him. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very well storyboarded. The thing I was worried about, we talked about this before, is the first trailer that came out. It did. I was not looking forward to watching full episodes in that animation style. It just, I was worried. But Mm -hmm. now that we've actually watched the episodes, these nine episodes that course we've only seen eight quote unquote let's talk about the spoiler policy by the way um we will not talk about episode nine in this episode uh but everything that came before we will and so we are definitely going to be talking about i think the older stuff like uh well age of ultron so this is obviously a riff on the age of ultron this is ultron actually gets vision's body uh which it was never vision's body and vision didn't it doesn't exist in this world but um yeah, and and as a result, he wins. <laughs> this that that they just showed with the the farmhouse and all the missiles going up into the air, that was really striking to me when I first watched that. I mean, this is the uh the red scare. This is the 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 threat of nuclear annihilation growing up in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, like oh my goodness, the cold war. The would cold you war like fear. to play a game? <laughs> global thermal nuclear war oh man that hung nice over us for chess. so long it did i and it did and i think it kind of morphed into something else now too so well it did i mean political. yeah yeah it, every generation has its fear every generation has its boogeyman so to speak but and, yeah, and he just our, showed up our boogeyman, <laughs> our boogeyman just showed up. this oh there it is. Sad. Like I did, yeah. I did see people respond to this, that this was just too quick, too quick. Uh, but he wasn't expecting it. Thanos wasn't expecting it. You know, I had no problem because, because Ultron got him when he least expected it in a, in a way that he just did not anticipate and could not respond to. So yeah, I'm but, actually okay with it. And this expands the question, not to what if just Ultron won, uh, but what if, 
Ultron became this, you know, he gets all of the infinity gems and, and there he is. That's Ultron right there. And, and he's immediately, nightmare. yeah, immediately a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, <sighs> it's kind of <laughs> the worst part, worst scenario. Yeah. I'm going to bring peace yeah. to our time in every corner of the universe. He says, and yeah, this is the thing that we've seen in science fiction before, where how do we bring peace to the earth by destroying humanity? <laughs> and now he's just going and destroying every single planet. There's the Guardians huh. of the Galaxy, and they're dead. There's Sakaar. Oh, they're, they're dead. <laughs> they're, they're all they're, they're the gone. There's the Grandmaster. Here's Ego, who actually probably... Wouldn't he already be dead? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go look back at the timeline. And also, if you're looking for another cameo, there was the general from Hulk. I forget his name. Ross. General Ross. Yeah. General Ross. Yes. He was and in the from sequence Black, with the nukes. Black Widow. Ah. True. So, and ben, the one is... person who could stop him. There she is. There she is. Maybe. Is she? Is she voiced by? Uh... Brie Larson? I don't think so. Well, let me see. I've got the cast list. Captain so Marvel is Alexandra Daniels. Alexandra not Daniels. Brie not Brie Larson. So, Ben. Yes. We're, we've been we've been reading the um, Expanse novels, and uh, the best kind of fascism happens in that. And this may be the worst kind of fascism. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean the. <laughs> I, my, my actual, uh, thing about that was, it wasn't the best kind of fascism. It was the nicest, nicest kind of fascism in, fascism in the expanse. That's right. This yeah. is the meanest kind of fascism. Yeah. This is, I'm going to destroy everything to bring peace. And that was, I'm going to come in and be peaceful. Uh, and I'm going to kill you if you don't let me <laughs> is what they, they right. did in the expanse. Right. So, yeah. Which, yeah, that's a fast, fascinating book series. Just just fantastic and yeah I, I don't know how much more to say about that because we need to we're gonna need about to do a this, post credit on it when we yeah yeah when, when, when we finish yeah when we finish when we finish and back to the episode so ultron here has destroyed everything in the universe and he is alone he no no longer has purpose but he looks sad now he has become aware of the watcher yeah is this uh is it napoleon who is it that no it wasn't napoleon alexander i'm gonna look it up but who looked at what they had conquered looked at what he had conquered and wept because there was nothing left to conquer and that's what that's what we have here that's what i am reminded of with ultron here is he's like I, there's nothing left for me. And then, Oh no, there is something. And yeah, Samantha, this is the moment he sees the watcher and the watcher realizes, Oh shoot. (laughs) Does he watch the watcher? No, I think he just kind of vaguely feels the watcher. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. He'll watch the watcher later, 
but right now he's just kind of vaguely feeling it. We're actually watching the Watcher watch. That's true. Ultra. That's true. So this is okay. So my problem with this episode is what we're looking at right now, which is Hawkeye and Black Widow um, are the last people on Earth, <laughs> or close to it. Uh, and they're going to go up against Ultron. And I'm watching this and just thinking, this is completely ridiculous. We have the two least powerful people. They're normal people. How can they possibly do anything? And later on in the episode, we'll see more where I'm just like, this is getting silly and goofy. Now this scene is goofy, but it's not silly. I love this scene as the watcher is just like, oh yes, yes, do it, do it. And it's like us, you know, when you're, when you're really getting into a show, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Oh, you missed it. Come on. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's, uh, and they're looking for a way to defeat Ultron. That's the other thing. I'm just kind of, oh, this is a little silly, but this right here, not silly. (laughs) She's got the shield. (laughs) She's got her dad's shield. Yeah. And then Hawkeye just said his will to live meter is low. <laughs> so <laughs> there's moments of fun and moments of uh, despair. Yeah. <laughs> Who Jeffrey Wright? Yes. Is the watcher. He's yes. fantastic. Yes. I've, I've loved everything I've ever seen of him. He's right there. Uh, yeah. right there just. One box to your. He's got it. He's got it. He's got... no. And then it is kind of fun to watch this with the watcher. They're watching, you know, and it really is like I don't know. It, even more so, maybe than Coulson, the watcher is us. We are the watcher. Is that is that fair? I mean, I'm not all powerful or bald. So, and I don't have nearly that good a fashion sense. Mm. Want me to get my husband in here? Okay, you have Does to he have that good a fashion sense? He has a pretty good fashion sense. Can he pull that off? I'm pretty sure if I talked him into it, he could. There you go. There's Halloween right there. Yes. But last year he wanted to go as Bob Ross and he he ended up having to work that night, so. Oh, Oh, well. So Black Widow gets all the glory. (laughs) As well she should. (laughs) No, no, he was so close. He was so close. Well, he gave up. (laughs) Yeah. Hawkeye gets no credit for this find because he gave up. I'm just saying he shouldn't have given up. He should have should have kept going and i looked it up it's hannibal hannibal ah. who um was now does was he like sad because he didn't have any anything left to conquer except for fava beans with a nice canteen not that hannibal oh sorry the elephant's hannibal right yeah 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 now we're in siberia I, at least i think so but I'm I'm not gonna look anymore. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna Feels find like Siberia. Yeah, this is actually the, supposed to be the same place that is in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So this is nice callbacks. That's that's what's great about What If mm-hmm. is it's just 
callbacks. That's what it is. And it's not a bad thing. It's, no. it's not a bad thing. It's fan service and it works. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's practical too. So like there's there's fan service where it's just like, hey, let's just throw this in because the fans are gonna love it. And then there's hey, let's tell a story that makes sense and we get to do those things. And yeah. Uh Hello. Zara. I feel like the most recent Marvel movie, Marvel Sony movie, did that. I feel like um it was a it was a good combo of fan service and storytelling. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly, exactly. And I I saw people complaining about that, and and I'm just thinking, no, they they pulled out tools that they could use, and they mm-hmm. didn't just use the tools for nostalgia, or mm-hmm. for a wink and a nod, which sometimes is fine, but they didn't just do that. They used it to tell a compelling story, and to remind us of things we liked in the past. Sure but also to kind of push those stories forward. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciated that. So, and, but I, and so here's my question about what if unlike no way home, which is probably the biggest, what if that there ever was, this show doesn't actually push the narrative of the MCU forward. Or uh, does it? Yeah. So that's a good question. That's <laughs> I, 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 yeah, there's stuff. I think we need to wait until next episode to talk about. Although no, in this episode, there is things at the end of the episode that would tie into what we're going to talk about with that. But yeah, I, I think that this actually does. I'm surprised actually how much it, it does based on what happened at the end of the credits of what if not, what if of, of no way home, but they also tell these standalone stories, although this is the least standalone of them. I think this is the mm-hmm. one like Samantha, when we were talking about which episodes we were going to do Samantha, every once in a while would say, well, we could do episode eight and nine together because they basically form one long story. And, and one thing that goes along with that is the beginning of this episode starts with watchers narr- narration, but the episode does not end with watchers narration. And the next episode Spoiler alert, if you're watching along with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next episode does not begin with Watcher's narration. So th- this is the point where this this episode almost loses me. Party Thor lost me because it got too silly. This is where this one almost loses me, is when these two go up against all these Ultron sentries. And they're just covered in, in hero armor, you know, or plot armor, whatever you want to call it. I do love what she does with the shield though. That's so cool. <laughs> and I love that it's, it's uh red guardians uh, shield or whatever his name was, but it, the, red guardian. I mean, be so proud. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They do have plot immunity, right? But they're not, it's not insurmountable. I mean, they what? are. Did, did you just see that scene? It is insurmountable. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not getting away scot-free. I mean, they are in danger. I mean, this guy coming back up is dangerous. Yes. They're just they're just awesome. Uh, here's, right? Okay. Here's the thing though. These Ultron sentries just hesitate. Like they just don't act. And the, as fast as they are, they should have just swarmed them right away and and not even like the the, the sentries have no reason to uh 
converse or to, you know, you know, give their, their maniacal plot, uh, with a expositional speech or whatever, or rant, but yeah, I, now I do appreciate what they're doing with Arnim Zola here. That's kind of cool, but, uh, now was that, was that voiced by Toby? It was. Yes. yes. Yeah. Toby Ford. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've got the cast list in front of me. I could just Toby look. Jones. <laughs> Toby Jones. Who's Toby Ford? I don't I have know. No idea. But is Toby Ford a real person? <laughs> I don't know, but I, another Harry Potter uh, connection. I think Toby Jones is the voice of Dobby, if I recall correctly. I may be wrong. You know, I think um, <laughs> Hawkeye really enjoys jumping Jones. and shooting his bow and arrow. Oh, there's another. Yeah. Toby Ford. Okay. Toby Jones was in the Hunger Games. Oh, who he was also in the Hunger Games as uh, and, uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright was also in the Hunger Games. Oh. Yes, he was. Yeah. He's also been in Doctor Who, Agent Jeffrey Cartwell. Wright? No, no. Toby Jones was in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. As, oh. I don't here remember, comes but I an endgame reference right here. Well, not that I don't want to fight anymore, but. Yep. There. Okay. Not. So let's let's yeah. talk about this scene. This, as much as I turned against it, when they're able to like keep all of those robots back and and just no problem, no problem, no problem. This scene right here, uh, is beautiful, and yeah. the way it references what happened in another universe. Oh, look at that right there! Oh. I want that on a wall. I do. Uh, I. We'd run out of wall space so quickly, right? <laughs> if we had them all, but um, poser. yeah, she's such oh, a poser. poser. <laughs> and that was the second time she did this in this episode too. I mean, it's all throughout this episode. But that that a hot, you know, Clint Barton falling and shooting all of the centuries and and dying heroically. I mean, that's what he wanted to do. On the with the soul stone, what planet was that on? I don't remember. Oh, but the yeah, planet with the soul stone. But here's the thing: he wanted to do it here too. Like he's lost everything. He's lost everything, and you know he said, "My will to live is getting low." Well, yeah, it's getting low because his family's gone. This is the world where he lost all hope and never got anything back. Yeah. And, you know, instead of becoming Ronan, because the snap never happened, um, he... Except he just... what's, what's left is is Black Widow, but in the main MCU timeline, it's the exact opposite. He got everything back but her. Yeah, yeah. And so then we have the battle with Ultron and the Watcher, where they're going from world to world. And this is where... Oh. It's kind of hard to keep track of all the different places they're going. This is where they go to a world that looks kind of like a Star Wars world and maybe looks more than kind of like a Star Wars world. But this is where everyone, oh, it's a Star Wars tie in. And now Star Wars is part of the MCU as well. But I'm going to say no. (laughs) What I think needs to happen is the watcher needs to say, oh, so you want to be a watcher? Well, that means you get to use your third wish to become a genie. 
And then what happens is you get to go into a lamp. And then the real genie gets to flick you off of his hand and put you in the cave of wonders. That's right. 10,000 years. What's interesting about what you're saying there, though, is this is a battle of ideologies here, though, where you have the watcher who I must watch and not interfere. And then you have Ultron who's like, I am totally interfering. Like, I'm going to I'm not going to stop. I destroyed I cleaned life out of my entire world or universe. And and that's the scene right there where people are like, is that Galactus? Do we just see the birth of Galactus? No, no. But he was purple. And he was eating the universe. <laughs> and also, surprise, There's... the Watcher has armor, which means he has a history somewhere where he was a warrior. Yeah. In the background, you saw Steve Rogers getting sworn in as president. Yeah. And mm. uh, that's another What If uh, reference. There is a comic book in What If's first series where Steve Rogers became president. And <laughs> this is so cool. This battle is really neat. <laughs> as just the Scrolls. universe keep flashing around them as he goes and goes and goes. But um, I I don't know if the, I don't know, maybe the armor doesn't signify so much a history of, of war, but just the, the power potential of power that he has. Maybe, but because I would put him up there with a God. I, so maybe I, he, it was just a snap of the th- fingers and all of a sudden he has armor. But I, I think was also are... going to insert a rusty old armor joke. <laughs> no, we're past that now. I I think we're looking at two of the most powerful beings in the MCU right here. Yeah. Not the most powerful, but possibly two of the anyway. And so yeah, it just it... could they have made this series live action. I'm going to say no, (laughs) but well, here's the thing though. It would have been more expensive to make it live action. Well, okay. Money, money is an option. We're talking about the mouse, right? Would it have served the story better to be live action? I I just don't think they'd have the money to do it that way, to build it the way they did and to do as many different universes as they've done. And they're doing big, big, big budget stuff for a small budget because it's animated. Um, but hey, we, we're just about out of time here and we need to talk about what just happened with that scene because that's the tie-in right there, Stuart. Potentially yes. the tie-in to to future things. Now, our spoiler policy is we don't talk about anything we haven't talked about on the show. This is one of those rarer things where we're talking about an episode, <gasps> but what I'm going to spoil is something chronologically that happens after this episode or after this was released before Spider-Man No Way Home. But in the tag scene of Spider-Man No Way Home, we see that potentially that Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. I, I was re I rewatched that trailer after I rewatched this today. And I noticed that the quote unquote evil Doctor Strange in that trailer, the one that we supposed to be, the, the alternate version. Yeah. He doesn't have that cape with the spiky. Or the third thing, eye. Or the third eye. So I don't know if it is. It'd be really cool if it was. I, 
I feel like that's where they're heading with this though. This is yeah. yeah. So you got two things happening here. One is a on-screen thing moving from Disney Plus to the movies where what? you have <laughs> where you have the potential for what if and WandaVision, these two Disney Plus things that are affecting what's happening in the big budget movies. But then the other thing you have here is you have, um, I think, one of the biggest stakes of any of our TV shows that we've had so far. Because the stakes are the multiverse itself, not just the Earth or something like mm-hmm. that. And they build it up big here, and it works. I just wonder for season two, where are they going to go? So, yeah. I said we weren't going to get into the... <laughs> who's the casts for the uh you know the french version of this we're not there yet we're not there yet okay, so let's we're not, let's but, yeah uh, shut this down <laughs> so i'm gonna leave group watch now and we're gonna keep talking a little bit and we do have a post credit that we still need to do as well but yeah that's that's episode eight that was real fun and it definitely ends on a cliffhanger and you have the watcher saying something he would never say but there's so much at stake now the interesting thing with the comic books is there's the watchers are a race of people mm-hmm. and they our watcher who watches the earth kind of gets in trouble <laughs> from them because he does interfere every once in a while you know and and other watchers will show up with different ideas of how things go and i i believe i remember why uh, uh uh, issue of Fantastic Four where another watcher shows up who is all about interference, you know, and that kind of thing. But, um, oh, it, so does John Delancey play watcher? <laughs> What's interesting to me here is there's no one else, and I don't know if the other watchers are just watching and they're like, hey, is Uatu gonna take care of this or not? I don't know, let's watch. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> Stan Lee's there telling them everything, <laughs> he is. <he's- laughs> So one time, this Watcher... Hey, so in another universe, I was writing comic books. And let me tell you what I wrote about the Watchers. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think this is where we would say, what's what's your what's your final words here? Yay, group watch. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you did that with us the, the other time we did it. Uh, no, it was just I don't you and think me. So. I think it was just you it was two. Just you and me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So I the first time we did Stuart. it was just me, yeah. and then it was me and Samantha, and then now it's now it's us. So okay. No, the yeah. first first time was with you and Daniel. Well, yeah, that, that was Howard the Duck thing. That's that's different. That was. Yeah. It wasn't group watch on Disney Plus. No, no, it True. was <laughs> very complicated. <laughs> More complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh final final thoughts um i'd like to thank our patreon patrons jeffrey tazzle blessed cheesemaker 084 julian andrew thank you all so very much Stuart, i liked the episode and i thought it was great and i'm yay for group watching because i've been wanting to do this ever since disney plus aired it and started it and I've never been able to. All right. And I want to say that one of the best details in this episode was Carol Danvers saying, 
Uh, listen, Skynet, I've never seen, or I've seen the killer robot movie. And I got to say, I don't really think it needs a sequel. And that's because she left earth before Terminator two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it still didn't need a sequel. Oh, you Stuart. Shut <gasps> your mouth. T2 is, is one of the greatest movies of all time. About Terminator. Yeah. 2? It is basically Terminator one. It doesn't matter. It's one of the greatest sci-fi movies. James Cameron did the same thing with Alien and Aliens. You know, he he copied Alien. Yes. yes. The beats are all there. And if... Don't care, if though. It's think, still great. <laughs> and if we think Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 are going to be any different, we're sorely mistaken. I don't oh, care. Oh, so James Cameron is, is planning to live to be about 160 years old? <laughs> Yes. Because, you know, he only puts out one movie every 10 years. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with Avatar. I don't care about Avatar. I am talking about Aliens <laughs> and Terminator 2, two of the greatest sci-fi movies that you can have. And I I am saying this. I say this as strong as I can possibly say this. Stuart, Samantha, you, you can't know how strongly I'm saying this. In fact, I, I would go as far to say when it comes to this, you cannot compute the power of my will. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us voicemail by calling 1-775-5-LEVEL-7. That's 1-775-553-8357. Or send us an email to studioavery at gmail.com. You can also go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback and leave us a message there. Or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcometolevel 7 the seven is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven, the seven is spelled out, and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening and Godspeed. I'm just going to roll a will defense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What's the, uh, what's the post credit post credit is talking about the date. We just heard moon night. I didn't watch the trailer for moon night yet. Is it good? It is good. I don't know oh, if you want to, yeah. though. I mean, it, it's not going to make you watch the show. All it's going to do is, is give you a little bit of an idea of at least the beginning um, where it's, where it's going to be starting from. So, yeah, so they put out a poster, they put out a trailer, and they put out a date uh, for when when it's going to happen. And so we are still two months away from from that, March 30th. I don't know what that means for what's going to be released on Wednesdays <laughs> of uh, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Is March 30th not a Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, after, after Book of Boba Fett is done. Hmm. Oh, if there's going to be something in between there or, or what? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe don't Book of Boba Fett is 12 episodes or something. I don't know, but it may be something else. I don't know. I'd have to check. Secret of Sulphur Springs. That's getting released on Wednesdays. Uh, I don't even know what that is.
but it is great. <laughs> it's like a kids preteeny age yeah, mystery is, series. I mean, yes, it is for the tweens. Yes, or the it's like Lost except good. <laughs> yeah. I did see the pilot episode and I was like if I was 12 years old I would totally be into this series but I'm no longer 12 and so it's just it's not targeted towards me and you know what that's okay but I did appreciate what I did see so so I am not 12 either but you have and kids in that age range that doesn't matter um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good storytelling I really enjoyed it. There's there's enough MacGuffins. This is not the Secrets of Sulphur Springs podcast. It's, but it's not, but uh, you know, do okay, say, so Moon Knight. Say, have your Yay. say. Yeah. We're gonna talk about Moon Knight. Yay, Moon Knight. <laughs> so when do we <laughs> I put out on our on our Facebook page and I, I don't know. I, I did it on Facebook anyway. I didn't put it out anywhere else on social media, but um just kind of a list of things that are upcoming for, for MCU stuff. And that is March 30th is moon night. Uh, May 6th is Dr. Strange, Thor, love and thunder, July 8th, Wakanda forever is November. The Marvels is February 17th, 2023 guardians of the galaxy. Volume three is May 5th, 2023. Here's the other things we kind of know are happening here this year in 2022. Ms. Marvel is going to be part of the lead up to the Marvels because that character is going to be introduced in her show. And then she'll show up in the movie, the Marvels. And in fact, the S in the Marvels logo is from the Ms. Marvel logo. Uh, Guardians of the galaxy holiday special. My understanding is that that will be released in December of this year to be, and that they're actually filming it around the same time as they're filming guardians of the galaxy volume three. So the holiday special will be something on Disney plus in December. And then leading up to that, the other stuff, I don't, I haven't seen anything official about them. Uh, what if season two, I think is done, but it's, I, I'm not, I'm not certain about that. Um, and then there is something else that I haven't seen officially, but that is that there is a werewolf by night Halloween special planned for October of this year, but I haven't seen that officially anywhere from, from Marvel or anything like that. So that's, that's that. But then here is the other thing and let's see if I can bring it up. I sent it to you too. And that is the Japanese Marvel um, website. Where is that? There it is. Gave some more information, more specific information about what's coming. And that is what if season two, according to the Japanese website is scheduled for 2022 on Disney plus secret invasion. They said was coming soon. <laughs> Didn't give a date. I am Groot. The animated series was scheduled for release in 2022. She-Hulk, like I mentioned before. Uh, yeah. So that's and Ms. Marvel is scheduled summer of 2022. That's from the Japanese Marvel website. So that is some date stuff we can talk about, but no specifics on the specific date. So what are you looking forward to the most? You two. I am Groot. <laughs> Which that one well, will play actually, the game. 
we'll play the is it MCU game on that one because it, it may not, but it might be. Actually, there's a lot of stuff in here I want to see. I want to see Moon Knight just because based on the uh, casting. Uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaacs, and uh, I will see just about anything he's in because he's just fantastic. And it also has Ethan Hawke. Yeah, that's the one that excites me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, She-Hulk I want to see. What if season two? Sure. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Spider-Man freshman year. That one surprised me. I did not realize that was going to be a series. Yeah. Animated. And we'll see if they have Tom Holland or not. But that's supposed to be the Tom Holland origin story or close to it. It may not. We may not see the spider happen. (laughs) I'd like to, but we. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's going to be him doing Spider-Man when uh, I feel like we missed out on some of the best, most fun moments of Spider-Man when you get the beginning of his his career. So I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I actually really want to see the next Doctor Strange movie. I like where we're going with Doctor Strange at this moment. I think he's kind of integral. It's interesting that he is not the Sorcerer Supreme and that Wong is on a technicality. (laughs) And so I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. And, you know, we've seen Wong in, what did we see him in? We saw him in Spider-Man. We saw him in Shang-Chi. We saw him in, oh, he was, I was thinking of twice in Shang-Chi. At the end of Shang-Chi, we saw him looking at the rings. I have a feeling that, He's go- He's a bigger part of the MCU now than he's been portrayed in the past. And it's going to be interesting to see what Doctor Strange 2 is. And during No Way Home, he did not, in the movie, he did not object to Doctor Strange casting casting the spell. No, that... In the trailer, he did. But in the, in the movie, it seemed like he was like, okay, you're going to go cast the spell? Be careful. Right. That line that from the trailer... That says, yeah. you know, don't cast that spell or whatever. That's actually in the uh, in the the trailer for at the end of uh, Spider Man. That's actually in the trailer for uh, Doctor Strange too. So yeah. it's interesting to see where that lies. Yeah, it's also interesting yeah. to see them lie. They the lie trailer. a lot. That's they, why I don't even lie. watch trailers anymore. Oh, every, just, half the stuff in the promotional material for Spider-Man No Way Home is a lie. I mean, even the main uh, poster where you see Spider-Man and he sort of has his elbows back and his hands are out. That's not Tom Holland. No way on earth that is Tom Holland's body. And I even saw an interview with him where, where he's like, who is this? That is not me. I have never held my arms back like that. So, I mean, even that's a lie. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I that's, learned that's s- not unusual, though. The, the poster True. using body doubles and stuff like that. And especially when you put your main character in a mask. Yeah. Yeah. That probably wasn't an actual person, even. That probably is just a Photoshop thing. It probably is a Photoshop thing. But, yeah, that that is not Tom Holland. But... I will say from this, I mean, from the point of seeing No Way Home out, I do not trust a thing that comes out, n- that that nothing that's promoted from anything until I actually see what's on screen. Um, I, I will not trust interviews. I will not trust uh, anything Feige says. I will. I'm. I'm just going to be like they're lying. They're they're <laughs> lying no matter what. W- welcome to that club. 
because Ben <laughs> and I joined that club. We founded that club back in the uh, trailer for uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I know. In the trailer know, for Winter I... Soldier, uh, Robert Redford, it's set up that he's talking to Cap. And he's like, you were, you, what did he say? You said, he said something like, you were a great benefit back then and we need your help right now. Basically the line he's talking to Bucky right before he wipes his memory again and is a bad Batterson who bads. So yeah, we don't trust the Marvel trailers anymore. That's yeah, fine. But we I love the Marvel trailers. Yeah. I sort them. of was like, okay, I mean, this is sort of like just just a taste of what we're going to get. But now at this point, I'm like, they're lying about everything. Well, that's fine, though. It makes you want to <laughs> see the movie. Well, it yes. makes me glad that I'm not seeing the movie in the trailer. I mean, that's where... Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and movies still do that, where you, you basically see the whole movie except for maybe the last five minutes. So you see the lead up to the climax, but not the actual where they actually win. But even then, like... <laughs> I can't remember. I was just watching a movie where it's like, wait a minute, this scene at the end of the movie, I remember seeing that in the trailer and it happens after the climax. It's like, wait, that's okay. Well, we're just going to live with it, you know, but I'd rather not. I'd rather not see the whole movie in the trailer unless it's a movie I don't intend to see. And then, yeah, show me the whole thing. Show me, show me it in three minutes. I'm good. Castaway is a good example. In the eighties, the, uh, the, the Reagan administration went to Hollywood and said, Hey, let's make, you know, we need to keep people in their houses and not spending money frivolously. So make your trailers longer and sort of tell them the whole movie in the trailer. Well, that just spoils everything. It does. Yeah. But, but yeah, make the right. trailers longer. Hey. That I don't know. I mean, was it like 30 seconds long and then they extended it to like two or three minutes? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know what that. Here's what I do know. We need to wrap this up. And yep. yep. Thank you guys for joining me and thank you everyone who's listening for listening. And we hope that you have a great day. And wherever you're going, I hope to wish you Godspeed. <laughs>